Welcome to A Flame for Christ, homilies to set your heart on fire with love for Jesus Christ. My name is Father Joseph Gill, and today you've joined us on Mother's Day, the sixth Sunday of Easter. So today we celebrate our mothers, those women who gave birth to us and nurtured us from our youngest years. But did you also know that there are mothers for our soul? In particular, I'm thinking of two mothers that we have in the spiritual realm, Mother Mary and the Holy Mother Church. So in this Mother's Day, I'd like to reflect on these two wonderful mothers and talk a little bit about how we can honor them along with our actual biological moms. So first, let's talk about Mary. Okay, we know that Mary is the mother of Jesus, but how is she our mother also? Well, because Jesus gave her to us. You know, it's sometimes customary when someone is dying that they'll give away their most prized possessions to people that are close to them. And so, likewise, when Christ was dying on the cross, he gave his most precious gift, which was his mother, to us. And he said to John, the beloved disciple, Son, behold your mother. In doing this, really, Jesus gave his mother to all disciples, not just to John, including you and I. So if we accept the gift, we honor the giver, Jesus. And so accepting Mary into our hearts will give praise to the Lord. But you know, some people wonder if loving Mary means taking our attention off of Jesus. But as St. Maximilian Colby once said, never be afraid of loving the Blessed Mother too much, because you can never love her more than Jesus did. You know, really, by loving Mary, we are loving Jesus. After all, Mary said in the Gospels, my soul magnifies the Lord. What does that mean, to magnify the Lord? To magnify something means to take something very small and almost invisible and to make it large so we can see it. So in the same way, a lot of times God's works can be hidden and mysterious. But you know, when we look at Mary, we see God's greatest, most magnificent work, greater than all the majestic mountains or the vast oceans. Really, we see a beautiful soul in Mary because she alone in all of creation loved God perfectly. So to see Mary is to see Jesus and to see the Lord. So how do we cultivate a relationship with our mother Mary? Well, certainly, you know, we can have statues and holy cards of the Blessed Virgin in our homes. Next weekend, after Sunday Masses, we're going to be crowning the statue of Our Lady, which is a great tradition that many parishes have. And, you know, we need to turn often to Mary frequently for graces and help in time of need. It's good to take as our own the motto of Pope St. John Paul the Great when he said, Totus tuus Maria, totally yours, to Jesus, through Mary. You know, imagine for a moment that a poor person wants to give a bouquet of flowers to a king, but all they have is just a few dandelions. Well, they could take those dandelions to the queen, who would then place them in a basket with roses and orchids and make this rich bouquet of other flowers and then present that to the king as if it were coming from the poor man. And this really is what Mary does when we offer our lives to Jesus through her. Because really, like in the grand scheme of this world, our lives aren't much. You know, sometimes our lives are damaged. We're certainly weak and poor. But Mary takes our lives, our weakness, our sacrifices, our prayers, and surrounds them with her own perfect love to present to Jesus a beautiful bouquet, which gives him great delight. Of course, perhaps the most famous way of honoring Our Lady is with the rosary. Did you know that the word rosary means a garden of roses or a crown of roses? You know, the story goes that a young man used to pick a bouquet of flowers for a statue of Our Lady every week. But after some time, because of his devotion to Our Lady, he felt called to enter into, I believe, the Franciscans. But he felt very torn because he knew that by entering into the Franciscans, he could no longer have the freedom to pick this bouquet of roses. So before he was about to enter the monastery, Mary appeared to him in a dream and said, that praying a rosary is the same thing as bringing her a bouquet of flowers. And so it's because of this true story that the prayer is known as the rosary. 
personally, I recommend praying it daily. I've been praying it daily for about 25 years, and I can tell you it's absolutely changed my life. It's given me greater peace, a closer relationship with Jesus through the eyes and the heart of Our Lady, granted me a lot of freedom from sin. You really can't go wrong with a beautiful, repetitive prayer, very calming prayer of the rosary. So Mary, then, is the perfect member of the church, who is our other spiritual mother. Now, how is the church our mother? Well, because the church does for our soul what our physical mothers do for our bodies, right? The church gives birth to us through baptism. It's the church that feeds us in the Eucharist. It teaches us through the Pope and the bishops. It heals our wounds and confessions. And so we ought to love the church because Christ loved the church, and he gave himself up for her purification. So how do we show honor to Holy Mother Church? Well, first, by defending the church in conversation. A lot of people like to kind of throw shade and talk smack about the church and talk about how the church is going downhill or this or that. But you know, nobody talks about our earthly mothers in a negative way. We always bristle at that. We stand up for our mothers. And so in the same way, if somebody's ever talking badly about the Catholic church, stand up for the church. Make sure that the church is defended by your, your words and your example. Connected to that, we honor the church by praying for her and by helping to build her up by evangelization. I mean, really, the church only grows when we go out and bring others to Jesus. And finally, I think we can really help the church and honor the church by making it holy, by becoming holy ourselves. When we live out our vocation, whether it's priest or laity, married or single, a student or an employee or a retiree, when we live these vocations well, then the church will become holy. You know, St. Therese of Lisieux was a Carmelite nun of the 19th century who herself had a crisis of vocation. She was a nun, but she had a burning desire to become a martyr and shed her blood for Christ, but there weren't too many ch chances to do that in 18th century France. She desperately wanted to be a missionary, but her health prevented her from traveling overseas. And so in turmoil, she, you know, having these burning desires, she turned to the scriptures and she noticed that St. Paul referenced the church and spoke of it as a body, the body of Christ. And St. Paul made the point that the eye cannot be the hand and the ear cannot be the foot. So there are many different callings in the church. And so she pondered this, and, but she thought, okay, well, but what's my unique calling? I understand that I can't be everything, but what am I supposed to be? And she kept reading. And the next chapter, in chapter 13 of 1 Corinthians, St. Paul began, I will show you a still more excellent way, the way of love. And she realized that the body of the church needed a heart and that that heart was afire with love. So overjoyed that she had finally found her vocation, she said, In the heart of the church, my mother, I will be love, and thus I will be all things. Because without love, martyrs would shed their blood no more. Without love, missionaries would never travel to far-off lands. So no matter what your vocation is, living it with a burning love for Christ and love for one's neighbor will sanctify the church, your mother. My friends, on this Mother's Day, when we honor those wonderful women who gave us life, we also consider how we honor the mothers of our soul, Mother Mary and Holy Mother Church, how much love we ought to give them, not only today, but every day of our lives. <laughs>